Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Cloud Wars Live, where we explore today's digital revolution by speaking with thought leaders and business executives about the digital revolution and how it's changing how the world lives, works, plays, learns, and dreams. Our guest today is Wayne Saden, one of our monthly regular guests, part of our digital all-star team. Wayne's an advisor to CEOs and to boards of directors about how to weave digital strategy and business strategy together to create a perfect strategy for the digital age that we're in now. Wayne, welcome back to Cloud Wars Live. Bob, it's always great to be here. Thanks a lot, Wayne. You know, um, you've, you've talked in previous episodes about these notions of digital strategy, technical debt, uh, cybersecurity, a number of issues that are just more important now than ever before. So we wondered today if maybe we'd come around and say, if you're a CEO, if you're on the board of directors, and you're looking to either evaluate your current CIO or think about a new CIO, what are a couple of things that uh, people should look for there? So Wayne, what pops to mind for you? What are the, the, the top priorities, both sort of pro and con for a candidate looking for this sort of job in today's digital world? Sure, this advice applies equally to a CIO who may be looking to change jobs or, or looking to raise his or her profile within the company. And it equally applies to a CEO and to a board of directors looking to evaluate their current, the incumbent CIO, or when they have a need to go outside and find a new one, how do you evaluate that? So I'll start with the comment I make to CEOs all the time. The CEO gets the CIO they settle for. If you, as the CEO, and to an extent the board, are not looking for the CEO that can hit your strategic agenda, help you be a partner and move the business forward. You are looking in the wrong place. You're setting your sights too low. So if you take nothing else away from what I'm going to say, as a CEO, don't settle for a mediocre CIO. So with that, let's take a couple of things that are positives for the CIO. The first one is the CIO has to know business in general and has to know your business, two parts. Um, it's, we're past the stage when CIOs were geeky people who lived in the basement and kept the computers running. I remember that time when we literally were in the basement and we ran the mainframes and people came to us with reports and slid them in a slot in the wall and we did them and turned them back. That's a long time ago and the world has changed. When I talk to the business, I'm talking about journals and ledgers. I'm talking about accruals and posting. I'm talking about cost of goods sold and SG&A. These are terms that are standard and every business person knows them, but it's kind of shocking how many IT people are not comfortable in the world of accounting operations. Uh, remember that businesses operate an accounting factory. It's not just I posted a transaction here and then here and then here, like you learned in school. It's the factory that processes millions or tens of millions or even hundreds of millions of transactions that come from disparate sources and get posted into a system and ultimately find their way in the general ledger, the SOX control systems, the audit systems, and so on, ultimately then turning into, of course, financial statements for Wall Street and investors. If you as the CIO do not understand the financial data flow to have a conversation with both the accounting department and the CFO and the business and maybe investors and board members, you are doomed. And so business, make sure somebody can do that. Hey, also, Wayne, let me, Wayne, sorry. let me jump in. I want to ask one question specifically about what you're saying. How many or what percentage of CIOs today do you feel 
have that type of business understanding you're talking about. Give the CEOs or board folks an idea of, uh, is it half, is it a quarter? Darn few. I, I think the problem is that the word CIO covers so many different skill sets. There are companies that have had the same person running their IT function for 15 years, 20 years, 25 years. The person started as a programmer or maybe started as an operations person and worked their way up. And all they needed to do was, all the business thought they needed to do was get better at technology. And that's far from the truth. Um, if you talk about the group of professional CIOs that set out to be a CIO and has made a career of it like me, I think probably half of us are comfortable talking to the business. And, and it's not just accounting, it's operations, it's sales and marketing, it's customer service, it's field, it's whatever the business you're in. And so a, a CIO that is as comfortable talking to the business and being in the business and, and dealing with business issues with IT, that's very rare. I'm going to say the number is less than 25% of everybody that calls him or herself a CIO. In, in fact, the CIO really needs to be out there in the business. Get on the truck if you deliver things. Get in the warehouse if you store things. Get on the factory floor if you make things. Work in a branch if you're a financial services company. Be on the call center. Listen to customer complaints. In fact, if you can take some and fix them, even better. Go on a sales call. In fact, go on a sales call with a really tough prospect and see what happens when your salespeople get tossed out on their ear, because sometimes they will. What can you bring to that as an observer, and what can you take away, and what can you do better? Uh, Bob, I'll tell you, I brought IT people. I've always brought IT people out in the field. I remember bringing an IT person who's, who took care of our Siebel system, our Oracle Siebel CRM, and I brought him out to the customer service center. He'd never been out there. It was about 1,000 miles away, and we brought him out there, and he was I was very nervous. Oh, why am I going to have anything to say to people? What are they going to talk to me about? And he came in and just started explaining some of the stuff he was working on. And, and Bob, we almost missed the flight the next day. They wouldn't let go of this gentleman. People were grabbing him by the sleeve as he was trying to walk out the door saying, I just have one more question. It became so uplifting for IT that we started routinely bringing people out there. And in fact, brought this gentleman back once a month for a while because the field was so eager to share good and bad with somebody from headquarters, somebody who really was there to help. So the lesson for me and for all of your listeners is get your IT people out in the field, understanding what's really happening at the tip of the spear. Wayne, that's, a, that's such an interesting idea, right? Because in fact, for quite a while, CIOs have been one of the few executives who sit in a position to be able to see the end-to-end -end actions of an entire business, of an entire enterprise. And if those CIOs choose to view that, that unique perspective only through the lens of IT, as you're saying, they're going to miss the bigger picture of where they have lots and lots of opportunities up and down that line to innovate, to create new approaches, to toss out some old ones. Um, I'll just say this to CEOs. You have two executives uh, who are able to see the business end to end. Your CFO sees the financial data flow, sees how money moves across the company. And that's a very valuable perspective. The CIO and the IT executives see the operational flow. They see the data flow. They see the workflow, to use a technical term. They see the process flow. Most executives work in vertical silos. I'm in charge of department A or B or C. 
Now, of course, the CIO is in charge of this thing called an IT department, but I urge the CIOs that are effective to get out of that thinking. Stop thinking of yourself as the IT head. Think of yourself as the chief process person. You're able to say to, per to people, here's a process that started in your department and then went to his department and then went to her department and then went to their department and try to figure out how to optimize that across the silos, whether you're at the bottom level where you're touching the customer, whether you're in the middle level where decisions are being made, where you're at the top level and we're building dashboards for the executive management of the company to see. Don't underestimate the value of somebody that can cross the silos and see the operations, which is why if you're the CEO of the board, I would ask the CIO, what are you doing to get out in the field? Who have you met? What have you done? What are you doing in the field to get the pulse of the organization and say, wow, I didn't know we had this problem, but we can fix it. I had a, I'll give you another story. And we had a lunch with the billing department in this company, that was one of our big departments. And people in the billing department now were meeting IT people who quite literally worked one office away, but they'd only met in structured meetings. We brought in pizza or barbecue and they were sitting and talking. And the head of the billing department said idly, boy, we really have this problem. It's really annoying. I wish this was, was better. And the person running the IT team got up quietly, didn't say a word, back in about 20 minutes and said, okay, go to the test system when you're done with lunch and take a look at it. I think I fixed it. And indeed he had fixed it. And this was a problem that had bedeviled him for months, but it wasn't on any agenda. It wasn't in the steering committee. It wasn't on the bug list. And so nobody in IT was focused on it. And no one in the business realized IT didn't know about it. So for a couple of pizzas or some barbecue, we solved the huge problem almost overnight. That's a fascinating overview and it touches on business issues, personality issues, cultural issues, focus, and really capabilities of a business leader versus somebody who is a technology leader. Nothing wrong with that, but today it seems you need the combination of both. So Wayne, what would you advise a CEO or a board as they are interviewing candidates for a, to fill the CIO spot? What are some of the trouble spots you should look out for if you see certain qualities or characteristics in the person you're interviewing? What are some trouble signs to, to be careful of? Well, the first thing, I'm going to put it back to the CEO. I'm going to put it back to the board. Where does your CIO report? CIOs should report to the CEO to the president, and maybe, depending on the company, the COO would be acceptable. But it is not, in my view, in 2019, appropriate for a head of IT to be reporting to a CFO or to any other functional siloed executive. And the reason I say that is every functional siloed executive, and I've reported to CFOs, I reported once to a head of sales and marketing, I've reported to operations executives, um, I've reported in many places, and I'm not saying anything negative about these executives. I've got clients that are CFOs, and they're terrific CFOs, and they're great bosses for their IT departments, but it's just wrong. It's wrong to say that IT should be living within any one business function. It should be sitting at the right hand or left hand of the president or CEO, able to be an advisor at that level and focus on the problems of the whole company. And, and the reason I say it's, it's not okay is any, finance, any uh, executive in a silo, CFO, sees things through the lens of their professional expertise. CFO is naturally going to be concerned uh, largely with cost and ROI and hard, hard benefits. 
That's what they're paid to do. That's what they're trained to do. And so when you see something through a lens that has two impacts, it magnifies. I see through the lens of finance, and now I want two more ROI studies and a net present value, and let's do a payback. That's great. And maybe that's appropriate for most projects, but there are probably some that you just say, we're gonna, we need to go do those. And it's easier for a CEO than for a CFO to take that position. The other thing about lenses is they distort. So if I see things through the lens of operations or finance or sales and marketing or customer service, I'm going to see the problem differently. The only one who's empowered by the organization to see it right or see it across the company is the CEO or president or again, sometimes COO. So even if you think you have a terrific CFO, CIO relationship, I say to the CEO, think about what you're doing and about how IT can be more effective for your company. So, so that's the first thing is a comment to the people interviewing or considering. Now, on the other side, what would I look for as a negative? An IT person too focused on IT. Too focused on, I am a great steward of IT resources. I've heard that so often. Bobby asked a question, how many IT people are comfortable on the business side? And my answer was not enough. How many IT people see their main job as running that budget? I am the person in charge of this huge budget, which to put it in perspective is generally about 0.7 to about 2.5% of sales. So this big chunk of money the CIO feels responsible for is a fairly small sliver of the total company cash flow. And so if you spend all of your time as the steward of that, building better tools to be more efficient at IT to the detriment of being more effective in the business, you failed. So if the person comes in and talks about how I was able to improve this IT process and save this IT money and combine these IT departments and put in a better ticketing system for trouble calls, um, that's somebody you probably should stay away from. What I want to hear is stories about how, like I just told, we helped the building department, we helped the customer service department, we invented a new product or we augmented a product using technology. That's the CIO partner that I think the CEO should look for. So if you see somebody who says, I, I, I'll tell you a quick story. I met somebody who was retiring after 20 something years with a very innovative company. And I said, what do you think is your biggest accomplishment as a CIO? And he said, oh, it's really simple. My IT budget was 0.91% of sales, and I was able to keep it to 0.88% of sales. This was a company that made very high-tech products and did really cool stuff in their industry, and that's what the head of IT was worried about. And I thought to myself, what if they had given him 0.03% of sales more than his budget to focus only on top-line innovation or on process improvement or customer satisfaction, or innovation, or anything. Instead, we optimized a cost, probably smaller than they paid for their coffee across the office suites, and probably choked a lot of innovation and choked a lot of the future life out of this company. So as the CEO or the board, look for somebody that puts the IT department second to the business. Let me optimize the 99% or 98% of your budget top line sales or expenses, and I will certainly be a good steward of IT, but it shouldn't be the thing I focus on most. 
Hey, Wayne, that, uh, it, just as you were describing that, one of the ideas that popped into my head was as a CEO or a board, would the CEO be very willing to have that CEO, CIO, be an executive sponsor for a key client, a key customer? And if you're not, then that's probably not the right person. Absolutely. If I can't talk to the client and I can't talk to the board and I can't talk to the investors and I can't talk to the media as a senior executive of the company, then I'm not the right person to be your CIO. You know, CIOs for years got this pass. You wouldn't want a head of marketing to not be comfortable with the business side. You wouldn't want a CFO not to be comfortable with all aspects of the business. But companies have given the head of IT too much leniency. Well, they're technical. Well, they're special. Well, they're different. Newsflash, we're not. We shouldn't be. It's dangerous if we are. If you treat us as strange and wonderful creatures and feed us through a slot in the door, you are not getting full value from your IT. But, but Bob, I'm going to make one more comment. I have it, all the time I hear this from senior executives, CEOs and board members and C-suite. I just got this stupid question to ask with a sheepish look on their face. And I say to all of them, we have trained you badly. Your questions are the best, most relevant, most important questions to ask us. Nobody should ever feel sheepish, abashed, embarrassed, uh, or afraid to ask a question of IT. Uh, we're all conditioned. The IT people probably are good at making you feel stupid when they go, just plug it in. Uh, have you tried rebooting it? You know, all the stuff you see in, as jokes, as punchlines of jokes. Your questions are the most relevant, the most important, and the most significant. And if you don't understand something about technology that you want to understand, we have failed. Myself as a CIO, my team as a CIO support team, IT executives. So be how do I say this? Be more direct. Ask the question, I need to understand how this works. Please explain it to me. Or I need to know if this is possible. Or I need to know how much this is going to cost me. And let's get into business questions. Well, I'll happily talk technology if somebody wants. I love it. It's what I do. But you should be prepared to engage with us as uh, how do I say this, as equals. Neither of us is superior. Neither of us should speak a jargon that the other one doesn't get. So let's all agree to talk about these items as business problems, solve them as business problems, and bring to bear all of our processes, all of our specialties, and all of our skills and experience to solve a mutual problem, not an IT problem or a business problem. Hey, Wayne, that's a, that's a perfect overview of a uh, great counsel, especially in these days of digital business where, you know, IT is involved in every facet of the company's operations. And so often customers first um, experience with a company that they might give some money to or spend some money with is through technology. So it's got to be right out there. Thanks for the perspectives, Wayne, as always. Uh, good to see you again. Good to be here. Always happy to engage with you, and I'll say this to everybody watching. I love conversation. I love controversy. If you like it, please let us know on YouTube, or it'll be on my LinkedIn. It'll be on Bob's page. Or if you don't like it particularly, let's get into a discussion. I welcome that. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Bob. Wayne, thanks, and thanks, folks, to all of you for being with us here on Cloud Wars Live, and we look forward to seeing you next time. 